Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Age of Radio. listening to Texas History Lessons, a slow walk through Texas history made in Texas by a Texan for everyone, everywhere. Welcome to Texas History Lessons. I'm Michael, and today I am launching a series of episodes that I'm calling Lesson Zero. The goal of Lesson Zero is to serve as an introduction to Texas History Lessons, the podcast. It's like the first day of a Texas history class when the professor explains the goals and expectations of the class. Except, I'm not a professor, and instead of fitting it all into one class period, I will be taking my time to go over a lot of information in as much detail as possible, because that's how I do things here. So let's get going. You probably recall in the past me talking about Lieutenant Governor Bob Bullock. He was a man who cared greatly for the preservation and promotion of Texas history. And as I've said in the past, the Bullock Museum in Austin is named in his honor, and it is a masterpiece worthy of multiple visits. Now, Bullock stated once upon a time, there is a mystique about our state a belief that the best of days of Texas are ahead, thanks to the people who are buried here today. Now, the remark was made concerning those interred at the Texas State Cemetery, another site in Austin worthy of a visit. It captures an attitude and an idea about what Texas is and was and might still will be in the future. Now, in the next few episodes, we will see a consistency around this mystique. What does mystique even mean, you might be saying? And what is the Texas mystique? Now, it's a word that deals with the air or attitude of mystery and reverence developed around something or someone. It is an aura and a sense of power that surrounds something. To say something has a mystique means that it has an aura of heightened interest, meaning, and value. And when it comes to Texas, it definitely has a mystique, which, as we will see in these episodes, is tied to its history, its people, and its myths. Now, a couple of years ago, I visited the Texas State Cemetery in Austin with my family, and On that visit, I noticed the following words on a display that are in a little building on the cemetery grounds. And they say, history does not make itself. People make history. The Texas State Cemetery is the final resting place of fallen heroes 
and cultural icons who by their actions forged the epic story of Texas. These individuals have inspired us to realize that as Texans and as citizens of our time, we can each make profound difference in our world. The past is present. We are living history, end quote. I like these quotes and the words they carry are a part, in a way, of the reason that I started Texas History Lessons. I'm interested in the history of Texas, the idea of Texas, the myths of Texas, and, yes, the mystique of Texas. I'm curious about understanding what went on in the past to create the world we live in today. With these next few episodes, we are going to take a look at these ideas and sort of provide a foundation for the podcast. I wish I had launched the podcast with this introduction back when it began, but it's actually taken quite a while to build up to this point and wrestle with the questions and potential answers that we're asking here. These episodes will explore the myth and mystique of Texas, explore the influences on me that gave me the confidence to start the podcast and explore these topics, to explore the multiple controversies and dilemmas facing the subject of history in general and Texas history specifically, and launch us into our path of discovery. As you will see pretty soon, you can kind of consider me your best friend that went to a class you were interested in but didn't get into. And I'm sharing the notes that I have taken to pass on something that we're both interested in. Now, when considering the history of Texas, you have to take into mind and consider what Bullock and many others have called, as I said, the mystique of Texas. What is it that makes Texas special? Is Texas special? What has happened in the land that is Texas to create our present world? These are questions that I think about quite a bit, and I sent them out with many, many more questions, up to over 30, I think it was, to a group of Texans that live across the state. Now, I could have just continued on and given my sole thoughts on these questions, and I will be sharing them, of course. But I'm not that arrogant to assume that I have all the answers. And I believe that the more contributions I receive, the closer I can get to exploring the meaning behind the Texas mystique. Now, these people live all across the state. They have different backgrounds, different jobs, and different life experiences. And they have different points of views. It isn't a scientific survey in any way. But the answers I received are pretty interesting, and they're definitely worth sharing. And I'll be using the survey questions in quite a few episodes in the future. These people that I had helped me, they're musicians, they're artists, creative directors, writers, communications experts, historians, ministers, data processors, salespeople, machine operators, medical professionals, singers, songwriters, podcasters, photographers, 
political science and government professors. There are people that work in the oil and gas industry. There are editors and proofreaders. They're normal people from Texas. And they have come from and live in places like Del Rio, Fort Worth, Houston, Dallas, San Antonio, Wimberley, Denton, Sanger, Brackettville, Tyler, Midland, Galveston, Arlington, Ranger, Brownfield, Ennis, and Laredo. One is a judge. Another is a descendant of a president of Texas. And another is a descendant of the amazing black Seminoles that I talked about in a previous episode. They are from North Texas, East Texas, West Texas, South Texas, and Central Texas. And they are all Texans. I asked a lot of people to help me. I would have asked more people, but it would have been too difficult to organize at the time. It was difficult as it was already. And words cannot express how grateful and appreciative I am to every person that helped me by participating in this survey. So thank you. And for those of you that want to lend your thoughts to answering the survey questions in these episodes, you can send me an email at texashistorylessons at gmail.com. And if you want to answer all the questions from the survey, just do the same. And maybe we'll do an update in the future where you can have your voice heard as well. Now, some people I asked to join never replied. Some were unable or just unwilling to participate. And that's okay. That's not a surprise. No one owes me anything. But I'm actually quite surprised by how many people did participate. I was amazed and a little overwhelmed. I asked close to 30 questions and getting everything organized after getting the answers back was pretty daunting. Now, some of these people, they disagreed about some things. Everybody doesn't see eye to eye. That's to be expected. Like I said, they're normal people with different lives and experiences and opinions. But one of the key things I noticed from the survey, however, was how similar and united they were about many, many things. And these similarities is where the Texas mystique, the idea of Texas, the Texas identity started to really take form and show itself. As different as all the participants are, they are also unified in some interesting ways. That there is a Texas mystique is undeniable. As Mondo Salas said in an answer to one of the questions, he said, yeah, it's big time. Even people in Europe know Texas. No one writes home about Delaware. Now, no offense to Delaware or the people of Delaware, but I think Mondo is onto something there. One of the first questions I began with is a pretty open-ended statement. Texas is. Now, there is really no right or wrong answer to this. It is a personal answer. And I think it is a good starting point for exploring the myth and mystique of Texas. 
Before we go on into our exploration of what that means, let's explore the answers people shared with me. Now, when the question first occurred to me, my immediate reaction was that for me, Texas is home. It's where I was born, and except for a few very brief trips around the country and even fewer trips outside the country, it is where I've spent my entire life. It's where most of my family is. It's where I met my wife and raised our kids. Home. It's a small word, but it involves a lot of meaning. And I am not alone in having this immediate answer. Author Melvin Edwards, friend of the show, Pastor Dan Stevens, musician Jason Harrell, musician Peyton Matus, Aaron Lee Bentley of the Off Mic Off Record podcast, all of them replied the same as me, Texas is home. Mondo Salas, who I've already mentioned, and I will be mentioning quite a bit more, the talented songwriter and musician of the band Rosemond said that Texas is my whole world. The great Bo Bundy, a Houston artist and creative director, told me that Texas is Forever Street. The amazing Texas Spotlight artist Zach Welch said that Texas is the place to be. My cousin Dave said that Texas is different than other states, and he would also say that it is a state of mind. His big brother, and also my cousin Steve, agreed in saying that Texas is a state of mind. It's a pretty famous quote. Jay, a great man and friend of the show, said, Texas is far too complex to be reduced to a single sentence. Greg Johnson, who is a person who loves Texas, loves Texas history, and loves great Texas music, said that Texas is God's country. Historian and author J.M. Smith said that Texas is a community of people who love and support those who share that community. Adrian Flores, a lover of fishing, the outdoors, and Texas history, he answered, Texas is a special place and my home. Cody Watson, also known as Poncho, he's a music lover and a writer whose work you can read at ponchospicks.com. I suggest you go check out his thoughts. His answer was, Texas is its own country. Bruce Green, also known as T.O. Bruce on Twitter, who's another great lover of Texas music. You should check out his playlist on Spotify. He said something kind of in agreement when he said Texas is a whole other country. Josh Daly, my BFF and the host of the great, great, great podcast, Wild West Extravaganza, said Texas is unique. Derek Jeter, an author and lover of Texas history. You get a trend here. These people do love Texas. They love history and they love music. Things that I share in common. And you should go read his Substack. And go to his website, DerekJeter.com. He answered with a quote by Carl Sandburg. And here it is. Texas is 
that particular blend of valor and swagger. And he continued, Now that's not a bad description, of course. There was Horace Greeley's option also. Texas is a den of thieves, a rendezvous of rascals for all the continent. But for me, he said, Texas is the land of milk and honey inhabited by giants. That's a beautiful quote. Seth Jones, a Texas artist you've also heard on the podcast, answered, Texas is my homeland and a major source of pride for me. He also just so happens to be a descendant of President of Texas, Anson Jones. J.R. Shaw, who hosts the Galveston Unscripted podcast, I recommend that you listen to it even if you haven't been to Galveston recently. It will make you want to visit. His reply is, Texas is distinctive. Ryan from Panther City Air said, Texas is Texas. The great rivers from Texas River Talk radio show and podcast. He said, Texas is big, wild, and complicated. Samantha Jones answered that Texas is where my heart will always belong. Cesar Inahosa said Texas is beautiful. And the Honorable Judge Ken Wise, host of the award-winning podcast Wise About Texas, gave the wonderful answer of Texas is heaven. And last but definitely not least, Wendy Goodlow brought us back full circle and summed everything up by answering Texas is many things, but most importantly, it is home home. Now I also asked other questions and one of them was, is Texas special and or different? This question received some pretty consistent replies, except for some interesting comments that are worth considering. Now the great Mondo Salas said, to the question, is Texas special or different? He said, big time, as I said at the beginning, even people in Europe know Texas. No one writes home about Delaware. As for what makes Texas unique and different, he added that it was the people and the landscape that are major factors. Bo Bundy said Texas is, of course, special because we're just kick ass, kick ass and take names. Zach Welch said, that while Texas is just a place, it's the people that make the place special. People in Texas, he said, just give the place credit. And he added that if anything makes Texas unique, it would also have to be its history. Melvin Edwards said, I've historically considered it special. Lately, it's just been different and not in a good way. Melvin went on to add, the way Texans have generated and passed stories along is what makes it unique. And I think he really hit on something really special there that we'll be talking about in the future. Dan Stevens agreed that Texas is special and different because he said, quote, those six flags that flew over Texas left their distinct marks on the state and we're all better for it. He went on to say, 
that it was the mix of cultures and our natural resources that made Texas, Texas. Dave said that Texas was absolutely special and different. Because of the inhabitants and the different styles of terrain, he went on to say that Texas's nature makes it special. And he added, quote, I think going to school in Texas and learning Texas history in school give its population a little bit more of a feeling of independence. Steve said, Texas is both special and different. Most people here are proud to be from here. I think it comes from the massive feeling of self-reliance most Texans have. The feeling of, I can do it. This is also what makes Texas different. He went on to say that of the many things that signify Texas, self-reliance is a big one. But I also think, he said, the way Texas was settled and populated plays a big part. Land grants from the Mexican government, immigrants from the early U.S. and other countries. It seems like a lot of the people who came here were adventurous. And that spirit lives on nowadays in Texas and Texans. Jay said, and he gave a really pragmatic answer that I, I like. He said, Texas is no more special than any place else. It is different, but is not that true of any other place. He went on to say that if anything helped shape Texas's identity, it was the many cultures, both native and European, that have contributed to its identity. The weather, the very geography of the state, from mountains to plains to desert to piney woods to rolling hills to mountains to coastal regions. The fact of being the only state to have once been its own country and finished by saying, did I mention the weather? Derek Jeter also agreed with others that Texas is special and different. And he said, I suppose the obvious reasons are worth listing. Texas was an independent republic. We possess one of the greatest enduring legacies of courage and sacrifice on par with the Spartans and the Battle of Thermopylae. We are big and brash and have the most distinctive and recognizable borderlines on the map of the United States. But the other reasons, which are not always readily apparent, include Texas has a rich ethnic history. Mexican, German, Czech, English, Anglo-American, Black. Our geography is widely varied from deep forests to coastal beaches to lush plains to arid deserts to magnificent mountains. There's a lot of consistency with the answers we're getting here. Cody Watson Poncho said, that the state's diverse cultures make it special and different. Josh said that Texas is both special and different, quote, in a good way and not so good ways. This is due to Texas' rich history, coupled with a very diverse population and geography. J.M. Smith answered the question as to whether Texas is special or different by saying yes and no. To steal a quote I've heard in various contexts, we're exactly like everyone else, just more so. He went on to say, The most unique part about Texas is the sheer variety and diversity of our people, landscapes, and cultures. Everything the rest of the country has, we've got our own particular spin on it here. 
I like to say Houston is what would happen if you took Miami's historic Spanish influences, New Orleans' black culture and indomitable spirit, San Francisco's international importance for tech plus their Asian communities, and combined them in a place with Los Angeles' highway system and New York City's arrogance. And while most rural Texans may not be fans of Houston, to me it is the example of what Texas can be at its best. It is the best representation of what it means to be a Texan. That's some good food for thought there from JM. Greg Johnson credits Texas uniqueness to the people and their pride in our heritage and history of Texas. Adrian Flores said, The short answer as for why Texas is special or different is due to how the Mexican and Anglo cultures mixed society-wise and eventually made Texas a place that's different to both Mexico and the United States. Seth Jones answered that Texas is absolutely special and also said Texas was its own country. We fly our flag with a USA flag. Our proximity to Native American cultures and Oklahoma, crazy Kunas, Louisiana, and Mexico makes us a diverse and wild bunch. J.R. Shaw gave another great answer. He said, Texas is like trying to fit a Texas-shaped peg in a round hole. Texas is not only different, it is an idea, a geographic, cultural, and natural exhibition that has been playing out for centuries and will for many more centuries to come. J.R. then added that, quote, the discovery of the new world and the echoes of European settlement we experience today, a centuries of indigenous populations versus Europeans, and the expanding of the United States and the political ideology formed the ruggedness, the personality, and the shape of Texas. Ryan answered, by saying this is where things get complicated. And some of what I'll say here applies to other questions that I may leave unanswered. We drastically overweigh the significance of where a person is from, he says, but that doesn't mean it has no significance at all. I think Texas's geographical location offers a wide variety of incredible experiences with nature in a relatively small area. That same location also offers just as wide a variety of encounters with weather. I think there is some merit to the idea that, especially among those who chose to be here before changing place of residence became so easy, it takes a certain kind of people to put up with the severe weather of spring, the heat of summer, and the brutal cold that we sometimes face in turn, those people are rewarded with the hill country, Big Bend, the Piney Woods, the Gulf Coast. Texas is different because I don't know of any other state that has a selection of eco-regions like we do. Uncle Tio said, I do think Texas is unique, at least the part that I consider as Texas. I think the difference is the people. The people that settled here were tough folk that had to take care of themselves. It's the spirit of self-reliance coupled with a willingness to take care of your neighbor. Jason Harrell 
honestly replied, I think it's different, but I've only lived here, so I don't have a lot of firsthand experience to confirm it. But then he added, Texas is the second largest state, so I guess there's no denying it's exceptional in some ways. Texas has a wider variety of geographies than most states, maybe any state. Texans affirm their Texan status above almost anything else. Rivers' answer was that Texas is special, even if it is in our mind, and this impacts the way Texans think about the state and our identity. We were our own country, one of the last slave states, a frontier state, and also part of Mexico. Due to this, we have a rich, if conflicted, cultural history. Because of this, and our large size, Texas is one of the most diverse states in the United States. Texas is also home to some of the best food, music, and friendly people you will ever find. Can't disagree with anything he just said there. Peyton Matus answered, Texas is special. Culturally, we are far prouder and more independent than almost every other place in this country. Samantha Jones said, I believe Texas is the most special place ever, at least for me, due to the spirit of Texans and the history of Texas independence. Cesar answered, It is different to other places because Texas represents the place of a clash of two cultures, creating another one much better yet. He also added the importance of Texas's history. Aaron Lee Bentley gave another great answer. And he said, quote, So this is a loaded question. I think to us that are from here, yes, we have pride in our state, the history, no matter how tricky it is, the melting pot cultures, the vastness of its expanse. Texas is the sum of its parts. If Texas is unique or different, what factors contributed to making it into Texas? And he says, cultures being blended, heritage, history, the different regions, not just geographically, the people, the pace of life, the landmarks, both natural and man-made, the stars in West Texas, the Pine Curtain, the wetlands, this list is long. Judge Ken Wise gave an emphatic answer of absolutely yes. As to why, he answered, Texas was a tough place to settle, so it took ingenuity and toughness. That attracted a certain type of person. The fact that many people of very diverse backgrounds were all confronted with the same challenges provided an excellent opportunity to unite cultures around what they had in common. Something we need to remind ourselves of today, he added. Historian Tim Sider, friend of the show, he said, it's special, different, and very similar to other locales, as weird as that sounds. Just as historians focus on the, quote, many Mexicos, Tim said he believes there are many Texases. He went on to give a list of the factors that helped shape Texas. It's varied geography, it's size, it's people, and it's weather. It's a state made up of many other states, end quote. And that brings to mind a book I've been looking at quite closely recently, The Five States of Texas by the great A.C. Green. And we'll be talking about him in another episode or two. Wendy Goodlow said, The factors that contribute to making Texas unique and different are the size of the state, 
we can back up our tall tales, and there are so many different terrains and types of topography here. She went on and said the pride that seems to ooze from the pores of every citizen and the notion that Texas is more of its own country rather than just a state. After going through that round of questions, I asked about Texans themselves with another open-ended statement. Texans are. Mondo said, Texans are the friendliest, strong-willed people you'll ever meet. Bo Bundy described Texans as respectful, hardworking, and polite people. Greg said that Texans are one of a kind. J.M. Smith said that his belief is that true Texans are a people who recognize the importance of connection both to the land and the people they share it with. Zach Welch said Texans are just people, some good, some bad. The good people in Texas are just a little bit better than good people elsewhere. Always words of wisdom from Mr. Welch. Mr. Melvin Edwards answered, Texans are historically tough and contemporarily blowhards. Adrian Flores stated that Texans are hardworking, usually conservative thinking class of citizens in general. White Texans are very well known as conservatives, but Mexican Hispanic families are usually conservatives as well. Although historically they lean Democrat, he said, mostly due to racial and immigration policies. Dave described Texans as, quote, independent, a lot of the times kind. They move at their own pace, and a lot of the times they're prideful. For Steve, Texans are larger than life, nice, polite, and not afraid of having differing thoughts. I'll agree with that mostly. Some don't like differing thoughts, but that's what makes us interesting. Jay gave the answer that Texans are like any other people, I suspect. They are capable of the full spectrum of human emotions, behavior, and characteristics, both good and bad, at times kind, altruistic, and friendly, at other times far less so. We are no better nor worse than anyone else. Derek G. Jeter has actually written an article that answers the question. He said, I've written an article, I think, that gets to the heart of this question. And it's called What It Means to Be a Texan. You can find it on his website. I suggest you go read it in its entirety. And he said he's not going to add much more to it with this answer. And he also says, I'm not sure this is in my article, but I think the essence of Texanness is bravery and liberty. As I said, you can find the article at Derek Jeter. D-E-R-R-I-C-K-J-E-T-E-R.com and look for what it means to be a Texan. Lots of great content. I will pull a few quotes from Derek's article to share some of his top comments that I found in it. So here we go. Being a Texan is about what you love, breathing in its native air, swimming in its cool waters, digging in its rich soil. Being a Texan doesn't mean you have to be born here. You don't have to talk with an East Texas twang or a West Texas drawl. Native Texans, like myself, are loud and proud. But the bumper sticker, I wasn't born here, but I got here as fast as I could, reflects the sentiments of true Texanhood. Texans are a proud bunch. Texans are a friendly bunch. I suggest you go find that article, like I said. Read it 
and then read everything else. There's a lot. The man definitely knows how to write, and he definitely knows and loves Texas and Texas history. Poncho says the Texans are punchy, powerful, perfectly made. Josh points out that Texans are diverse. Seth Jones says Texans are strong, independent, traditional, resilient, and proud. J.R. Shaw says Texans are resourceful, unmistakable, proud. Generally, Texans are street smart or ranch wise. Uncle Tio Bruce Green said Texans are a special breed of people. True, Texans are proud of their heritage and their ability to take care of themselves. They are a multicultural, diversified group of individuals that belong to one tribe. Jason Harrell responded quite honestly by saying, Oh boy, which ones? Some Texans I'll die for. Some I could do without ever seeing again in my life. I suppose I probably wouldn't get along with a lot of folks who are considered stereotypical Texans. Gotta give credit to Jason for being honest there. And come on, a lot of you will agree with what he just said. Rivers gives an insightful answer by saying that Texans are conflicted. We seem to love our state and country, but hate government. We talk a big game about freedom, liberty, and limited government, but do not always allow everyone the freedom to live as they choose. That's some interesting food for thought. Peyton Matus adds and agrees that Texans are prideful, kind, accepting, hospitable. And according to Samantha Jones, Texans are full in spirit, stubborn, independent, free. Cesar Inahosa gave the answer that Texans are straightforward, no BS, to the point, hard workers, united with their communities and or other Texans. Aaron Lee Bentley said Texans are family, prideful, colorful, diverse, strong-willed, independent, stubborn, resilient, spoiled, classic, and real. I like how there's a lot of consistency here, even though there are some differences. Judge Ken Wise believes, quote, Texans are tough, inventive, resilient, friendly, loyal, and interesting, among other things. And Tim Sider gave a short but interesting answer. Texans are kind and callous. Wendy Goodlow said Texans are proud, resourceful, kind, and some of the best storytellers there are. She said that she had the privilege of hearing two of the best, in her humble opinion, that were storytellers. One was a retired school teacher named Miss Charles Emily Wilson. She had the ability to draw people in because she had a soft, sweet voice. And then there was Mr. William Duh Warrior, who could be heard from across the room whether you wanted to hear him or not. They had two distinct storytelling styles, but they were telling the same story just in their own way. And see how that ties into Melvin's theme about how Texans pass down stories, which is a consistent truth in the Texas mystique. When considering the myth and mystique of Texas, the issue of stereotypes really needs to be considered. I ask next, what are the biggest stereotypes about Texas and are any of them true? Mondo says, guns, music, and barbecue are common stereotypes that hold true. Bo Bundy mentioned that we do ride around on horses and love our barbecue. 
barbecue and horses do come up a lot in these answers. And there's going to be a special barbecue episode in the pretty near future when I get the time to do it. I had a lot of good recommendations and it made me very hungry to go eat at every place recommended. For Zach Welch, when it comes to stereotypes, he says the big one is the whole horse thing. I know more people who've never rode a horse than people who own horses. I'd have to agree with that. Melvin Edwards pointed to the stereotype that Texans think their state is the best. Yes, he said, I think that's still generally true. Dan Stevens said the big one is that everyone wears cowboy hats. And much like that one, he added, no, they're not true. Dave answered with a focus on the Texas accent stereotype. He answered, I get sick and tired of hearing people do the stereotype accent and hardly anyone ever sounds like that. And that every Texan has 48 guns, rides horses, wears a cowboy hat and boots. Steve echoed some of the other answers that have been given about stereotypes by saying everyone rides horses, wears cowboy hats and talks with an accent. Jay gave the following answers regarding stereotypes. One, everything is bigger in Texas. Not entirely true, he said. Number two, we like our meat as long as it's cooked the right way. This is true. Number three, we have three seasons, summer, still summer, and feels like summer. That's pretty much true. Number four, high school football is a religion in Texas. That is entirely true. And number five, our state pride is as big as the state itself. True. Derek Jeter responded, everything is bigger in Texas as being one of the stereotypes. And that depends on what you're talking about, he said. Texans are proud to the point of being annoying. That's probably so, too. Everyone rides horses. Not true, but I wish it were. So do I. Everyone has an oil well in their backyard. Not true, but I wish I had one in my backyard. Texans are friendly and polite. True. True of Texans, he says. Texas is populated by rednecks and yeehaws. True in some parts, not true in other parts. And I don't just mean between country and city, he adds. He hits on some good points there. Some are true for some places and some are not true. We'll get to that in the next episode. Cody Watson. Poncho. Everyone has a gun, a horse, and an oil well. And he said, true. Josh Daly agreed that one of the common stereotypes about Texans is that we are all cowboys. Another stereotype is that Texans are cocky and arrogant. This, sadly, he adds, is more true than the cowboy stereotype. Seth Joan said the stereotypes were, we all have cowboy hats and horses. Not true. We're crazy about guns and God. He said, yes, that is true. J.R. Shaw provided this insightful response, saying, All stereotypes can be true if you get caught at the right moment with the right people. Stereotypes are less perspective as they are exposure. That's something to think about. That's some good insight there. Bruce Green answered that we all rode horses to school. He said he did. That we all own oil wells. I don't. And that we all carry guns. No comment. Jason Harrell offered these thoughts. Well, there are very few actual cowboys in Texas and very few people who ride horses 
who wear cowboy hats or wear boots. As for politics and religion, by and large, the stereotypes there are true. Most Texans are very religious and very conservative in their politics. Jason added, I'd say that has probably gotten even more true over the last years. That might just be a sign of the divisive times we live in. According to Rivers, whatever past stereotypes might have been once true, they are being eroded by a mark of progress that started back during the years of the First and Second World Wars. One of the biggest myths about Texas, he said, is that we are a rural state. While this is true to some extent, the vast majority of Texans live in the major urban areas. And increasingly, our rural landscapes are becoming consumed by development and urban sprawl. That is a very true and kind of sad point. Peyton Matus contributed these thoughts. When I went away to college, the stereotype I ran into first and most often was about our pride. And I'd say it's mostly correct. Samantha Jones shared some familiar comments that we have covered already. She said that we ride horses everywhere. Not true. That everything is bigger in Texas to some degree. True. And Cesar Hanazosa said the stereotype that Texans are bullies is not true. Aaron Lee Bentley said we all ride horses. Depends on where you grew up. We talk slow. Depends on where you grew up. We think we are better than everyone else. Depends on where you grew up. And, well, we kind of are. Football is religion. Just go to any town smaller than a 5A on a Friday night and let me know what you find. Greg Johnson's biggest stereotype about Texans is that they are Cowboys, Hicks, and Rednecks. For J.M. Smith, the biggest stereotype is the supposed importance of individualism to Texans as the, quote, Lone Star State. And he said, and I don't think it doesn't have much connection to reality. Even the cattle rancher that lives 15 miles from his nearest neighbor still needs the help of the community. When it's branding season or something like that, we always need each other, but like to pretend that we don't. Adrian Flores said that the biggest stereotype about Texans is probably our enlarged, amplified state pride. Ken Wise answered that the stereotype regarding the size, which is true, the cowboy culture, which is true even when it doesn't look like it. I need to get him to amplify on that because I think that's a really insightful comment right there. Then we have Wendy answering and agreeing that the biggest stereotypes were that we are all cowboys, talk Texan, and drive pickups. Tim Sider rounded out the answers with three stereotypes. Quote, Texas pride equals, which I think it is true, country folk, which depends on which Texas you're getting. And then we are louder, more independent, and fierce. Very loud, but not as independent in thought as expected, he said. All of these answers from all of these awesome people that helped me out here. All of these answers capture the magical and mysterious thing about Texas. The Texas mystique that Lieutenant Governor Bob Bullock mentioned. We'll dig deeper in the next episode when I go back and share about where I first learned about the Texas mystique. And it was from 
a man named Dr. Light Townsend Cummins, my college Texas history professor and a former state historian for Texas. And I got to add, I was amazed. Well, maybe not that amazed. I, I expected good things from these people and I got it. I was still a little surprised, though, at how much this survey reflected the things he taught many years ago. These thoughts, ideas, and stereotypes are right, and they are wrong. More right for some than they are for others, but they are a part of the Texas mystique, the Texas identity. But altogether, they are an example of how the Texas mystique is alive and well which is why learning about it and the myths and the history of Texas is so important. But we're going to take a break here, and then I'm going to come back with some added summary and synthesis with the magic and the mystery of the answers my friends have shared with me. They really did do a great job capturing the essence of Texas mystique and all of its mystery and pride and glory. So take a quick break and be right back with that. When people think about Texas, many imagine a land full of guns, full of good music, barbecue, horses, oil wells, friendly and polite people, as well as loud, cocky, and arrogant people. It's a land where its inhabitants carry around a Texas-sized pride, wear cowboy hats, cowboy boots, and speak with a thick Texas accent. We're everything is bigger. Everything is better. The summer heat lasts most of the year. Football is a religion. They imagine a state populated by cowboys, rednecks, hicks, and yeehaws. They imagine it is a land filled with individualistic, conservative, and religious people who all drive pickups and live in the country. Some of this is true, but what is Texas? What is the Texas mystique? Texas is home. Texas is my whole world. It is Forever Street. It's the place to be. Texas is a state of mind too complex to reduce to a single sentence. Texas is its own country. It is unique with a blend of valor and swagger. It is a den of thieves and a land of milk and honey inhabited by giants. Texas is my homeland and a source of pride. It is a distinctive, big, wild, and complicated place where my heart will always belong. Texas is beautiful. It is heaven. Texas is all these many things, but most importantly, it is home. Now, that being said, Texas is no more special than any place else, but it is special. The mystique of Texas comes from its people, its history, its rich land filled with great natural resources and great beauty. The mystique of Texas is bravery and liberty. Texans are full in spirit, stubborn. They love family. It's the people that make the place special. 
people from many lands and cultures, and they have generated and passed down stories, myths of a land of milk and honey, where scoundrels and thieves live with giants and heroes. Its people are kind, accepting, hospitable, punchy, powerful, and perfectly made, big and brash, a wild bunch at times. Texans come from many backgrounds, but confronted by challenges, they united their cultures around what they have in common. Its people are diverse, but in their diversity, they are Texans. The people are friendly and callous. Some are blowhards. They are strong-willed, respectful, hardworking, polite. These are the Texan ideals. They're just people. Some good, some bad, with the good people in Texas maybe being just a little bit better than good people elsewhere. Have I mentioned Texas pride? Texans often move at their own pace. The people, the pace of life, the landmarks, both natural and man-made, make it what it is. The land of Texas is also diverse and often awe-inspiring. It is a land of self-reliance, independence, and pride. It is a melting pot. It is a vast land of adventure, rugged in places and beautiful and gentle in others. It is a land of opportunity, ingenuity, and toughness. Texans are resourceful, inventive, resilient, friendly, tough, and loyal. Texans are a multicultural, diversified group of individuals that belong to one tribe. It is a place of great variety, extreme weather, with geographies, terrains, and topographies that are varied and immense. From mountains to plains to desert to piney woods to rolling hills to coastal regions. It has the stars in West Texas, the Pine Curtain, the wetlands. This list is long. It is a land built on courage and sacrifice. It is a land of blended cultures, blended heritages, and blended histories. Texas is different because we want it to be different. But it is more than different. It is an idea that is created by its people and passed down in stories from generation to generation. You don't have to be born here to be from here. You have to share in the idea that is Texas. Texas is home to some of the best food, music, and friendly people you will ever find. Texas is beautiful, and it is heaven. At times, it has been hell. Texans are also conflicted. They love their state and country. Many don't like the government. Texans love freedom, liberty, and limited government at times. But some don't always want to allow everyone the freedom to live as they choose. This is being conflicted. There are many Texases. Depending on which part of the state you visit, you can find yourself in another country. With its various geography, its size, its people, and its weather. Have I mentioned the weather? It's a state made up of many other states. It is its own country, rather than just a state. All of this is Texas. This is what makes the Texas mystique. I really appreciate all the input I got from everybody. Mondo, Greg, Bo Bundy, Adrian, Zach, Melvin Edwards, Dan Stevens, Dave, Steve, Jay, Derek Jeter, Poncho, Tio Bruce, Josh of the Great Wild West Extravaganza Podcast, Samantha Jones, Seth Jones, J.R. Shaw of the Galveston Unscripted Podcast, Ryan from Panther City Air, Jason Harrell, Rivers of Texas River Tonk, 
Peyton Matu, Cesar Hinojosa, Wendy Goodlow, Tim Sider, Judge Ken Wise of the Wise About Texas podcast, and J.M. Smith. I hope that's everyone that helped me out here. I couldn't have hoped for a better group of people to help out with such a big set of questions and topics. And I think you would agree that having such a variety of contributors is much better than just hearing me sit here and talk, because you're going to get plenty of that in the next few episodes. I want to thank them all again. I want to thank Derek McLennan for providing the theme music for Texas History Lessons. Go listen to his music. Listen to all of these artists. Go listen to Mondo Salas. Go listen to Bo Bundy. Go listen to Zach Welch. Go listen to Seth Jones, Jason Harrell, Peyton Matus. Listen to the Galveston Unscripted podcast. Listen to the Wise About Texas podcast. Listen to Texas River Tonk. Listen to Wild West Extravaganza. Go read the writings of these great people, Melvin Edwards and Derek Jeter. If I'm forgetting somebody, I apologize. I deeply appreciate everybody's help. I'm going to end the show with a song by each of these Texas Spotlight artists in the order that they gave their answers and the order that I just thank them. So, yeah, that's going to be it. We're going to be back looking more at the Texas mystique, what makes Texas, Texas in the next episode. And so I hope you take care of yourself. Take care of one another. Be kind. Adios. Just need me a little bit of 
siento el dolor Ya no siento nada dentro de mi corazón Me fumo un gallito pa' perderme en el humor Para olvidarme el dolor que me causó Empiezo a sentir que ya no merezco el amor Siempre preguntando por qué el amor falleció Siempre fuimos muy felices, no sé qué pasó Ahora ya no hay nada, está vacío mi vaso Todo es magenta y borrosa mi visión Siempre en lo oscuro me la paso yo solo Me tomo una pastilla pa' sentirme mejor No sé cuántas me ha tomado, ya se me olvidó Look George, this is the way it goes Sometimes you're flush and sometimes you're bust And when you're up, it's never as good as it seems And when you're down, you never think you're gonna be up again But life goes on Remember that Money isn't real, George Doesn't matter It only seems like it does Ya no siento nada, ya no siento el dolor Ya no siento nada dentro de mi corazón Me fumo un gallito pa' perderme en el humor para olvidarme el dolor que me causó Siempre me pregunta por qué yo soy bien frío Y yo no la culpo porque soy de lo peor Me he enamorado de alguien que odia lo que soy Ella siempre dice que soy yo su gran error Me tomo el jarabe para olvidarme del amor Percocets and Vicodin es lo que yo quiero Dijiste por siempre pero no estás conmigo Ahora estaré solo cuando llegue al panteón Always freezing My head is set on fire 
You can't accomplish nothing if you ain't got no desires. No medicine for lonesome, at least none that I've heard of. If you hate yourself, then how can you expect to fall in love? I'm ashamed of what I used to be, and I hate who I've become. And I thought I had life figured, but it's beating me like a drum. And if this life's gonna kill me, just wish it'd hurry up. Cause I'm tired of trying to trick myself into thinking I'm enough. No matter all the change, I'm still the same old fool. And I've tied the noose, but I can't find the guts to kick the stool. And I'm ashamed of what I used to be, and I hate who I've become. And I thought I had life figured, but it's beating me like a drum. Never this life's gonna kill me Just wish it'd hurry up Cause I'm tired of trying to trick myself Into thinking I'm enough Yeah, I'm tired of trying to trick myself Into thinking I'm enough Guess my time has come Seems like people 
guess we never really made it back If grace was ever shown to you It was not enough to get you through Maybe like you, it somehow jumped the tracks and I don't know if you did what they said you pay your whole life either way Wish things had turned out differently. You once again, a boy running free, running free. We learned to speak our first curse words in Spanish. And I thought you. Things that turned out differently. You once again a boy. And I don't know if you did what they say. They were sure that someone had to pay. And I wish things had turned out differently for everyone. But you once again. Sir God who loves lost kids Never grew up and she sings to me The lights are off and I swear undying devotion On a no guitar that's out of tune From my grandpa I turned 22 and I saw her eyes The light of June and I had my first epiphany Now these prayers I've seen The lesser God They sound like jazz The oven on Baptized in a slow dance song Right after a bottle of Chardonnay The sacred rite two-bedroom while it smells of oak your perfume and the scriptures are written in the margins of a cookbook from the thrift store now these prayers I sing to a lesser God she sings back to me left in awe that the most divine would harmonize 
with the likes of such a sinner as the congregations bowed their heads and prayed like transcendentalists I turned my eyes up to the skies and the heavens stood wide open swore undying devotion Swore undying devotion There's prayers I sing To a lesser God Who loves lost kids Never grew up and she sings to me When the lights are off and I swear undying devotion Swear undying devotion